From MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Welcome back to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. We're here again weekly. This is becoming a grind, as I would like to call it. And uh, I think the, the thing that makes it really worse is that you're here again. The pain makes it all worth it. No, no, wait. What I meant was Savannah is not here again. <laughs> the boys club every week here. I know. I, I, I think maybe the fans might not believe that Savannah is real anymore. We were just piping her audio in for a couple weeks to draw yeah, the audience. We just got it off the internet somewhere from some stranger. Like the Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon deal. I don't you know, know that? No. At the end of every show, Jimmy Kimmel says, sorry, we ran out of time. Matt Damon will be here next week, and he's never on. Oh, gotcha. Got, yeah, I guess. They're so Stop believing that she's ever coming back. Savannah is our Matt Damon. <laughs> well, we do have Corey here. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Now, you were flying here like the seat of your pants like I was because we were busy watching um, a tournament finish up. Do we even care to talk about it? <laughs> Everybody is waiting to hear oh, our God. analysis of that uh, thrilling it was, tournament. It was on TV, so that's something. It was. I mean, we had, you know, we, we but we talked about this when we talked about the, the clay court season getting underway and we talked about there's a bunch of players that come out of the woodwork, a bunch of tournaments that you never heard of and... Uh, there's a couple mixed in in some hot, sexy cities. Right. But I don't know. Those yet. I was going to say, I don't know. If, have you ever been to Marrakesh, <laughs> Morocco? It's on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, it's not even on the ocean. No. You know, it could be on the Atlantic, like Casablanca. Thank God this isn't a geography podcast. Yeah, it's in Morocco. Okay. That's not in Texas. Which is the Middle East? No. Close. <laughs> in the, the ball Far East. It is on the... Atlantic coast okay. of Africa. Oh, okay. There we go. Morocco. Nice. And uh, yeah, Marrakesh is, uh, is, a, a, is a city kind of in the interior a little bit. Right. A lot of dirt. <laughs> and they got, you know, a decent turnout, I guess, for players, I mean. I don't know. They got a few. I mean, the one seed was Dimitrov. Right, which I would think would be a draw for some people. To and see. he lost the first match. <laughs> of course. It's on clay. Nobody cares. <laughs> Let me tell you some people that were also seated and see, see, if, I, see if I'm naming a professional player or Dancing with the Stars contestant, like the pro dancer, not right. the actual. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to be impressed with your pronunciations of these names. Uh, Paulo Renzi. Uh, uh, yeah. Is that a dancer or is that a tennis player? <laughs> That's a tennis player. All right. You got it. Italy. Um, let's see. Now, I won't give you a wild card. That wouldn't be fair. <laughs> Well, because well, anybody gonna, can get a wild card. Some junior kid yeah. could get a wild card. Well, I'm going to put my faith in the fact that you don't know the names of any Dancing with the Stars dancers. All right. So <laughs> my cover's blown, clearly. Unless you're going to pull out Maxim Schmierkowski. How about that? Nope. Seven, <laughs> seven seed right here. Got him. Uh, I don't know who that is, but uh, but all right. Let's see. Um, Albert Vinole Ram- Ramos Vinolas. Yeah. Yeah, he had a big win he early did. this year against somebody. I can't remember who, but well, he didn't hear. No, <laughs> but these are at least top hundred players, so this is not a, yeah. like a totally yeah, 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 yeah. waste of a tournament. No, that's true. Top players. No, the uh, Dimitrov is the one seed. 
And uh, and wild cards don't count, you right. know. Obviously, the, like you, you know said, that could be anybody. Well, the 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 Moroccan Federation, you know, could right. have a trade deal with another. Well, I mean, this yeah. happens with another federation for wild cards right. into, and it's a two fifty. So I don't know that any two fifties are are all that impressive anyway. Right. Uh, we did also have a two fifty here in a city that you may have been to. So you haven't been to Marrakesh. <laughs> yes. All right, but have you been to Houston? I think I would probably choose Marrakesh, but yes, I. I have. think I'd rather go to Marrakesh. <laughs> I have been to glorious Houston in April, and it's wonderful. Now, the only reason we talk bad about Houston is because uh, it deserves it, quite frankly. (laughs) It's uh, way too big. The traffic is horrendous. It's hot and humid as hail. Right. And the pollution is horrendous. They have uh, gas factories. (laughs) I don't know, whatever you call them. What do you call them? Refineries. Right. That's the word. Gas factory. Uh and uh yeah so they're all it, it's a it's a, a hard place to go to but uh but they have a tournament down there it's a pretty uh long standing tournament it's another 250 and at least some Americans were in it the only clay court tournament in America is what it i is read it? really the only one you mean not counting like a local well, 4 yeah, or 5 right. oh okay i got you <laughs> i got you look pro right although i don't imagine there's that many of those either but Right, uh, at least on red clay. There should well, that's not really red clay, is it not? It's. It, I'm pretty sure it's hard true. Okay, it looked like I don't know, maybe not. It, when they showed a close up, it looked more gritty, like like the hard true, right. American clay, <laughs> as they call it. I think they just painted it red. I'm serious. Yeah, remember well, I, when they? I don't remember it being red. I was surprised actually. Yeah, it's it's new. That's why I thought because you remember a couple years ago. They tried to go the other way with some red clay. Yeah, you remember that? There was a big uproar among the pros. <laughs> Well, apparently it it was different feel and all that, but I mean they were trying to do it so you could see the ball better. Right. But it looked weird. Yeah, and the players didn't like it, even though I don't know if there was a difference with, with the color or more than the color, but they they claim there was. Right. So, but I, I agree with that criticism. I think it's hard to see the ball sometimes. I mean, it's better now with HDTV and right big screens and all that, but but it's still not great. See what kind of money he's making on this podcast? Oh, yeah. He's buying seventy eight inch TVs. <laughs> Got rid of my black and white. Yeah, that used to be the the the, the problem is that uh, you, you couldn't see. Yeah, it was really hard to see on on a regular. You know, back in the day when they had green, when everything right. was green and green. Uh, Which is why they had the white tennis balls, right? I don't know. <laughs> How old do I look? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have Houston, and uh, and at least we had some Americans to watch. That was kind of fun. So the one seed was Jack Sock. And uh, he ended up losing in the semis to his countryman, Stevie Johnson, who went on to play uh, uh, Tomas Bellucci of Brazil. Um, how about that accent? Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> just a you are just a master of dialects. Yeah, everyone sounds the same. Everybody. <laughs> uh and and that's why we were. Uh, I mean, not that you know this is not a live <laughs> broadcast, so you can't tell that this was late. But we're going to put it out thirty minutes late, so y'all know what we mean, right? Um. But yeah, so I was watching the tail end that final set, which went to a breaker, the third set between uh, Bellucci and uh, Stevie Johnson. Yeah, and guess what? Stevie Johnson got his first title. He didn't. He closed it out pretty pretty confidently. Well, it was a breaker, and he was up six five. Right, returning, and he got treatment on that on that changeover. Okay, uh, for cramps. Right. He and was shaking at the end of the match. I didn't notice that. Yeah, he was struggling. So the 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 trainer came over and was 
uh, I guess one of his legs. I don't know if he's doing both of his legs or what, but he was getting treatment for cramps. And that re- that's return game up. You know, he's returning um, up six five, and he just basically walked through that return <laughs> game. Just figured, you know what? Why exert myself and then right. be finished for the breaker? Because right. I mean, theoretically, the guy's gonna hold his serve, or it's a good chance of it. Right. Do you so? Do you think that he should be allowed to get treatment with the other guy about to serve? Or was it not a medical timeout? Did he do it within the 90 seconds? Yeah, it was on the changeover. Okay, so yeah, he didn't yeah, get yeah. an actual medical timeout. He just did the treatment right. within the rules. Right. It's not women's tennis. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they only they are. Uh, see, see what I get to get away with when anything, Savannah's not everything. here? But yeah, no, that's, I mean, legally they can do that, but it's just kind of annoying when that happens. Well, I like the idea of a courtesy point. Right. Every time you have a medical timeout or a bathroom break, you have to give a courtesy point. Yeah, and you're not gonna. So you're not gonna do that unless you really need it, because right. you're not gonna give away a point. Right. Theoretically, right. All, all, unless you're so bad, you know, unless you're cramping right. so bad that you have to give away points to maintain. Yeah. So, well, that's what I mean. Then it wouldn't be by choice. It would be because you really need it. Right. So anyway, so he ended up uh, walking through four boom, 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 four aces basically, and then uh, gets into the breaker and um, serves. What he thought was an ace, it was a little bit wide on the first ball, serves the second serve, loses that point, but then goes on to get a break back, and then uh, basically Bellucci blew it, man. Yeah. He blew it. Damn Brazilians. Stick to soccer. <laughs> he, um, he blew it. He Bellucci did. So, yeah, so uh, so Stevie Johnson gets his first title, and he looked he looked rough at the end yeah, of it. I mean, he, he was barely, like, holding his hand up to wave, yay, me, and then he was like, I'm out. Well, and that's so. that weather, too, we were talking about. I mean, that is not good weather to play back-to-back like, yeah, every day. brutal. Humid, and it's hot. And I'll tell this story because I'm sure everybody is just enthralled by my tennis stories, but oh, I played God. a tournament in Houston, and I remember at one point during a rally, I just turned around and leaned up against the fence to catch my breath because you just cannot get a breath in that kind right. of weather. It's thick. It's thick. The air is like, thick. I said, I'm going to hit this shot, and this point's going to be over one way or the other. And he got it back, and I wasn't there because I had already left the court to uh, <laughs> to breathe. Doubled over. Nice. All right. Good but, story. Yeah, I know, isn't it? Uh, but Steve Johnson, I just wish he had a little more personality, like me. Uh, you know, that's what we're missing in tennis. He's just a little. Uh, he's a little. Uh, well, he's young too, though. He's not. I don't know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even he won his first tournament, like you said. And if you looked at him, I don't think you could have said he won. Right. Uh, even, I mean, well, he he's was, exhausted, but yeah, still. I, I think. I've never seen him really jubilant. Celebrate, right. I don't know. And and same with Isner, same with uh, Query. Those guys just don't, they're not uh, getting people to jump out of their seats. Well, and part of it may be, I mean, the only reason I even cared about that tournament is because it's in our home state. Right. And a lot of Americans played, like you said. Right. Escobedo, maybe up-and-comer. He, right. he won some big matches. Uh, and, uh, was he a qualifier or a wild card? Let's see. Wild card. Yeah, and he beat Isner and and uh, made the semis, I believe. Yeah, Isner's uh, Achilles heel. <laughs> Moving. No. Uh, I thought you were going to say tennis. <laughs> yeah, no. Come on now. He's, hey, he beat Roger Federer on he clay. Did. He's 23 in the world or something. And so. I'm going to say that because uh, that's probably the only big one he's ever had on clay, but. They used to say the ball sets up for him on clay, so that was his best surface. And I'm like, um, I think if you got 140 miles serve, clay's your well, best Well, I mean, surface. think about it. If he's deep in a – no, no, that's true. But if he's got movement issues and he can't last in matches, then maybe the ball going slower. Right. He does get a chance to put balls away sooner. I don't know, man. What do I know? <laughs> nothing. That's what. That's why we're here. Absolutely nothing. 
So who cares about this? these kind of out-of-the-way, small little chumpy tournaments? Right. Not me. Like I said, <laughs> t- I mean, literally, Houston was the only intriguing part that it was, you know, I've been to that club before. Yeah. I've seen, you know, so it's just like, oh, look, I, I've been there before. You know, <laughs> they could have... <laughs> they could have had a Disneyland, and I, oh look, I've been on that ride right, before. So right. it made absolutely no difference to me. And I'm sure the rest of the country didn't share that uh, enthusiasm that that you did. For that yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the uh, the numbers would be just from the standpoint of it being an American tournament. You know, I wonder if that makes a difference for anybody. Right. Probably not. Well, I mean, I think one of the big clues on a tournament's popularity is it was on the tennis channel the entire time. So that kind of tells you. Right, it wasn't the most popular event because they will sell their tournaments to ESPN if they think they can get. If they, yeah, yeah, well, or 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 rather, ESPN will buy them if outbid them. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's uh, an excellent point. Excellent point. Now, in honor of Savannah not being here, we'll talk about some women's tennis too. But you know what? I mean, I feel the same way about the men's tournaments as I do the women's tournaments. So (laughs) therefore, there is no sexism here. It's simply. The fact that these are smaller level tournaments and players don't play them. So what in the hell do you want me to do? Well, and so would your solution be to not even have tournaments this week? Or you think these no. are good weeks to have lower no. level players kind of Well, I mean, yeah. That, that, for, let's be honest. We both liked every tournament that was on. Oh, yeah. I mean, we watched them and we were keeping up with the results. And not just for the stupid podcast. Right. For our own you know, enjoyment. Right. So I, we're kind of kidding when we say whatever, but I'm talking about not caring about these tournaments, but I'm just reflecting the, you know, the, the overall kind of opinion of most people I would imagine. But I wonder what those, um, those ratings would look like, you know, American, because the same level, the Marrakesh and, and this one are the same. They're both two fifties. Right. They're both on clay ish. Still no determining whether, <laughs> It says on the draw, it says red clay, but, right. <laughs> but they yeah. painted it red, so I don't know <laughs> what they mean right. by that. Uh, but anyway, so yes, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think for us, look, just as tennis nerds, seeing seeing different players and seeing results and, and getting a chance to see some players we don't normally see get deeper into draws, that's fun. And listen, it's a chance for uh, people to move up the rankings. And, and yeah. everybody that's at the top of the rankings now – had to do this at some point, and we didn't know who they were. Right, we didn't know who Djokovic was. Yeah, or we did, but we knew him just like who right. you know. So and you see these guys now, and you can five years later you can say, "Oh man, I saw that guy when he won his first tournament, and now he's number one in the world or whatever." Right. Well, I don't know. Ahead <laughs> of ourselves, not get to number I one hope in the world. so. I'm all hey USA baby. Right. Now, so I, we always talk about how great tennis is. I'm going to give you a negative of tennis. What? And and you can tell me how they can fix it. So any other sport. You get to the final day. It's the top two teams, the top two players in tennis. It's just two random players sometimes, and so the ratings can be a lot worse. How do you fix that, or is there a way to fix it? Remember the couple of years ago when they tried that round robin the first two days? They had four players in groups of four, and they took the best player in the group. So then, if one player had a bad loss, they still could advance. Right. Um, well, if they if they did it. You know, like uh, March Madness, where the one plays the sixteen right. that would help in each bracket. So in this case, and maybe you could just do that by bracket. Yeah, you know, you could just divide up, put the top four seeds as the one seed in each 
yeah quarter you and know I get so that like question a lot why tennis doesn't do that right and i have an answer but i don't know if it's the real answer but what's the answer well i usually say it's just to not have the same matchups over and over in every tournament you know you can't you don't want the one and four to play every semifinal and the two and three to play every semifinal because it's often the same players but how often would that really happen if they did it? i don't know maybe a lot yeah i mean well when you get to the middle of the draw not right. you know so you got the one so if we did that you know these 250s are uh a 32 draw right so you would have um four groups i guess i mean is that big enough to have four groups yeah four, four groups of eight sections or whatever i mean then you play the one and the eight right. out of each one so you basically go one through four you know and you go i mean i don't know how you'd put each group of eight yeah, so you wouldn't do the one versus the thirty-two and the two versus the thirty-one. You wouldn't go that extreme. Hmm. No, I think you'd go four sections. Yeah, one through eight. That way, well, that you would do avoid get, the repeating thing. Right, every about. week. Right, right, right. So, well, because yeah, well, and you know what? I mean, they don't all play. Well, that's what I was. Federer's saying. not in this one. Right. So he's not. You know, he or I don't know who the hell's number one in the world right now, but. <laughs> Murray is we he do still have a tennis podcast? Is he still number one he in the is, world? And he's done yeah. nothing in the last two months. That's the benefit of the race, that right. race nonsense, which I also didn't know that was still going on. I remember <laughs> they tried to do it, like I, I don't know if the the idea was to switch it all together at some point, but yeah, it fell pretty flat. So anyway, right. stop distracting me from talking about women's <laughs> tennis. You sexist. I was doing what you told me to do secretly. Nice. <laughs> so the. Uh, the women, the WTA has a couple 250s going on, or whatever they call there. I don't know what they call them. I think they have a different scoring system. Yeah, it's actually, a different, but, but it's that kind of level. Concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, prize money. How about prize money for these? They're not equal, but that's because they're not. It's all they have a whole different structure. Right. So you know, because the one the the Houston tournament is a grand total of six hundred thousand, and these two tournaments are two fifty. Right. Two hundred fifty thousand. So I don't know what that means. So you got you got one in Switzerland, and you got one in Bogota, Colombia. So, and both on clay. Yeah, both on red clay. Um, and I mean, good God Almighty, who cares? <laughs> well, there was a there was a returning yeah, player, a, a Schiavone signing in Bogota, which didn't, I didn't even know she was still playing. I thought she retired after the French, didn't she? Well, her game retired after the French. <laughs> I think she stayed out there, but I don't think that she's made the semis of a tournament since then. And and she went all the way in this, which is shocking to me. Well, is it? I mean, well, the level of competition. But even with the level of competition, I was still shocked. I mean, the number one, the number one seed is twenty one in, the, in right. the world, and so it's not. You know, she played. Uh, <laughs> about this name, <laughs> Laura or Lara, Laura, Ara Barena. Yes, did I get that right? Come on. I think I did. <laughs> yes, I'm a big fan of her game. From España. Um, so they played to a, a 6-4-7-5 decision in the finals for uh, Schiavone. And uh, I care about as much as this as I do uh, Marrakesh. <laughs> I guarantee that's the first tournament she's won since the French. I would imagine so. Unless she won some satellite or something. I mean, I literally, I think she competes in satellites now. Her ranking has dropped so far. Wow. So that's pretty amazing. What is her ranking, does it say? Um, yeah, she is 1,000. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get back to this. That point. would be a big story. No, I mean, she's unseated for right, sure. So she's not, wasn't, oh, no, she was a wild eight. card. Oh, for yeah, God's that's sake. what I mean. I don't think she's even good enough to get in, wow. maybe even qualifying. So I'd like to see the last time a wild card won a WTA or ATP tournament. Couldn't have been anytime recently. 
Yeah, that's always uh, tricky, though, because uh, it's bull. You know, I mean, it's not real. Right. I mean, she obviously is good enough to win a yeah. French Open, so clearly she's not. I like to give you these spontaneous trivia questions. Who was the last wild card to oh win a Grand Slam? God. I don't know. Please, for the love of God, tell me. Goran Ivanisevic. Oh, there you go. Goran. But again, I think that was kind of a weird. He was a wild card, but he... Did know. he quit tennis? He pulled his pants down right. and then quit tennis and then comes <laughs> back six months later? Yeah, so he was obviously good enough to be seated or be at least ranked. That's one thing I always cheer for. I'm always rooting for, for players that... To pull their pants down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, no. To get there you know, first or only... Grand Slam turn, you know what I mean? Because that's that's what it's right. all about. At that you know they're all well, and that's what sucks about these players. The bad part about these same players winning every Grand Slam is you don't really see those stories. Um, you know, with the same guys winning every time, we don't really see that. Like Thomas Johansson winning that Australian Open, you just don't. And Gaston Gaudia winning the French, you don't see those kind of uh, because of the time you don't know it's going to be the only one. I mean, you assume it is, but yeah. Well, I mean, like Panetta winning the the U.S. Open. I guess you had that. Well, that's what we talked about. Not only are these smaller tournaments and nobody's playing in them, but you also get specialists who come out and play, But right. uh, which I think is, is fun. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see those clay court guys. It's the people you don't see in the normal tournaments doing well. Right. I like that. Well, Schiavone, uh, I've got her singles ranking. <laughs> and we'll talk about that and some upcoming, upcoming predictions for a real tournament after this. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. Yeah, apparently, in the radio business, that's called a tease. What I did there was Schiavone's ranking. That has to you, be something that someone cares about, though. Well, that's true. That's true. I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> Actually, I should have said I won't tell you if you come back because nobody cares. She's 168 in the world. Yeah, so when's the last time a 168 player won a pro tournament? I don't know. I wouldn't think it's very recently. And that, I mean, she was probably one of the worst in that entire draw. Here, so wise. she's 6-9 uh, and nine on the year. Okay, well, so maybe so she's, she's resurging. Who knows? Although Who knows? weren't five of those in this tournament. <laughs> well, that's a good point. That's an excellent point. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure that factored this in. So she was one and nine going into this tournament. No, no, this one didn't. It didn't factor oh, okay. this one in because she doesn't have a year to date win. Okay, uh, tournament win uh, title. So I she see. does now, right? That's still a. She has no. Yeah. So no ITF women's circuit um, titles either. Okay. So you were right. Yeah, I mean she's uh She's been playing mostly, like I said, on the satellite tour. I'm telling Savannah, you've been following women's tennis all by yourself. <laughs> so much better than men's tennis, Savannah. Well, I think your point you made a week or two or ten or whatever ago is is right that you know in terms of you know comparing it or you know or, or relating relating it to your game, it's it's <laughs> it's a little more relatable. You know, you can actually watch. Why do I feel like you're saying that in a pessimistic <laughs> way? <laughs> No, so I no meant I'm to serious. The, I meant to the general I agree tennis with you. population, not just to me. No, no, I agree with you completely. Yeah. I, I really do. Right. One, that's another thing about clay. You're I'll having make, actual rallies, even on the men's. Yeah. No, no, yeah, that's... And then we talked a little bit about that, that uh, that everything changes. And hey, you know what? 
it signifies when the French Open hits, it signifies summer is here. There you go. There is something to be said for Although that. Although it's here a lot sooner. Well, in Texas, here, we're but, cooking. But well, like Isner had a three-hour match, and how can he have a three-hour match ever? If not on clay, it had to be some rallies in there. And how well? And how can he survive a three-hour <laughs> match? He can't, and he didn't. Hey, he survived an eleven-hour match. Well, yeah. sort of. He didn't survive the next day. But. Oh man, I could beat him that next day. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to get off on that match. It was uh, that was just so wild. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, what else did I say we we're going to do after the break? God, it was just a second ago. I mean, it was just one dumb little. Uh, promo in the middle there, and I can't remember. We're going to talk about the outstanding field in Beale, Switzerland. Maybe I don't know. No, no. Oh, that's right. No, no, no. We're talking about um, oh, real tournaments. Real, tournaments. <laughs> real tennis. So we're done with Marrakesh. Um, now money and points matter, right? In terms of what's at stake and what it means to both players and I think fans. Yeah. Well, I think it's all tied in together. More money well, means better players. Yeah, and. but I think one thing adds, which I've said in the past, and I think this is one of the coolest places to have a tournament. Yeah. We're talking about... Monte Carlo? No. Oh, Rome? Yeah, no, of course, Monte Carlo. <laughs> I was going to try to think of some dumb city that whatever, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Kazakhstan. Uh, so, yeah, Monte Carlo is coming up, and how sweet is that that your stadium court looks out onto the Mediterranean? That's, That's incredible. insane. They show that view, and it's the only tournament where they show an overhead view like every changeover. Right. Um, and it's obviously why they do it. Right. You ever been to Monte Carlo? I have not. Again. As soon uh, as I get my raise here, I'm going. Right. We Listen, if we can get the podcast to pay for our remote broadcast <laughs> right. in uh, Monte Carlo. Uh, we'll broadcast from a ship in the Mediterranean. Waving. <laughs> that we're, a ship that we're working on because we to pay our way. <laughs> a freighter yes. we've got to... With our headphones and uh, mops. Yeah, so um, so yeah, so we've got uh, Mar- Monte Carlo, um, and actually, I guess uh, they started today, which is Sunday. Yeah, and um, that is a Masters event, right? That is a Masters yeah. event. You're big time. It's a 1,000. Um, so it should be uh, well attended. Um, when well, don't a lot of those pros have like residents in Monte Carlo, or at least... They train a little bit. They Monte should Carlo. if they right. want to save that dough. Well, I think that's why they do. Right. The bigger, the bigger players. Right. You're not. You're <laughs> not uh, using a second address in Monte Carlo right. for all your proceeds from this podcast. I guess. <laughs> not yet. Right. So uh, yeah. So I mean, you've got uh, Andy and uh, Novak are the one and two. Right. Okay. So they're back. They're back. They did it. And so you see all the usual suspects: little uh, Rafael Nadal. You see a little bit of a. Um, who did you a little Faganini? Yeah, like that guy. He's a showman. Um, uh, is Federer playing or no? I don't see him. Hmm. So Joe Willie's in the house. Dimitrov is, is in the house. He's really managing his schedule this year. He is. Um, by the way, I saw a uh, uh, a graphic on the Houston tournament. So the so Stevie Johnson is. They were talking about the Americans that won their first title this right. year. And uh, and so now add Stevie to that. So Ryan Harrison got his right, and Sock and um, Isner won one this year. Yeah. Hmm. So look at that. It's a resurgence. Maybe I don't <laughs> know, man. Does that mean anything? Remember, Clay used to be such a depressing. T- I'm sure it still will be this year, but it used to be such a depressing time for American tennis because they would right. just not win anything. Let's but at see. least now we have a few players who can play on Clay. Warinka, he's in there. 
So, uh, so pretty much everybody but Federer, it sounds like. Yeah, looks like it. Tommy Robredo. There's a blast from the past. Well, and what are these guys going to do? I mean, they've got to come back and play. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Especially with Federer. I mean, they, they're sort of over-exaggerate this, I think, on TV. But Federer, I'm sure, is motivating these guys to some extent. Uh, that he's doing so well and he's older than everybody in the field. No, I think the best description of that whole situation is something you said a couple weeks ago. That Andy Roddick is on the senior tour. Right. And he is younger than Federer, yeah. who is winning Grand Slam titles. So I think Roddick's in this draw, isn't he? Yeah, he, might, he should be. <laughs> he may figure it out. Well, not on clay. Right, well, yeah, that too. But he, he could totally come back and play a hardcore tournament. Why not? Yeah. If it's a fast tournament. Any yeah. team, any, any tournament would take him as a wild card. Oh, I think so. So, yeah, we've had a couple results. Uh, uh, Gio Simone is through pretty easily to the second round. A little Frenchy action going on. And then uh, uh, David Gaffin is, uh, oh, wow, he had to play his countryman, Steve Darcy. A <laughs> uh, little Belgian on Belgian crime there. So he moved on pretty easily. One of your old idols. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he gave me some, I got to sit in his uh his uh his box, if you will, they don't really have boxes, but uh, <laughs> he got me into it in his folding chair. Is in, in his folding chair at a challenger one time, just because a a, co- a player I used to play a uh, coach played at my school knows him from way back. But uh, so as a spectator for him, he's undefeated. Is that right? He's one and zero, baby. So there you go. No, I mean, listen, I always like those those guys that work that hard. So right. I mean, you know, because, I mean, there's no way in the world somebody the size of Steve Darcy should be, and a one-hander for the love of right. God, should be, you know, achieving what he is achieving. But he's worked so hard. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's kind of, you know, a lot like uh, Ferrer. So. Well, and those guys hover around the top 100, which is not easy to do. I mean, you've got to win matches against, you know, better players to do that. Right. So... So we've got Monte Carlo. Do we do we care about making an actual prediction, or is it just about predicting what the top players how early are they're going to fail? Right. I mean, if I you know if I pick Warinka or Joe Willie or somebody, yeah. but nobody cares. But if we start talking about hey, you know what, Murray's going to lose right in player, the player by player. Yeah. So because that's more fun. Yeah. So. Jovac, uh, Jovac, uh, Djokovic is playing the Gilles Simon made it to his, um, he's at the very bottom. So Novak gets a bye. Right. Which I, I by the way, I hate that. I, I do too. Tennis. I do too. Just let, just, just let the new play, more players in. Yeah, exactly. So Novak's at the bottom and Gilles Simon just won and he got the, the, actually, I don't think it's a big deal. Actually, playing playing him now, right? <laughs> he shouldn't no. be as scared anyway. Well, and remember, so another you love this trivia that I just throw out. So Djokovic had 100 errors in a match. Wow! And it was against Jules Simone. Wow! Which he won the match anyway, which has <laughs> got to be a record. But so I mean, Simone has the ability to frustrate him. In other words, so that could actually be an interesting match, especially with Djokovic being kind of out of form and returning. I and mean, that's not the person he would want to play first round. I'll put it that right. way. All right, now here's something else. Guess who's back? Rafi's back. Yes, he's back. Yes, he's back. Um, I can't sing. I can't rap. I can't. <laughs> you probably couldn't tell that that was uh, Slim Shady being back. Um, so uh, Nadal on clay. Here we go. Let's see what he's got. Let's see if he can make one last run at his tournament. 
Yeah, not this one, but I mean him. the French. And but we haven't seen him on clay in a while, so right. it's kind of interesting. That's what I'm. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, um, is it going to beat him up more? Right. Is he going to have a tougher time making it through than he? You know, but pounding on concrete is more difficult on your body. Right. Even though you're not playing as long of points or as long of games, um, and matches and what have you. So, what do you think he's going to be able to do? I mean, I still, especially if Federer's not playing, I almost have to put him as a favorite in any clay court tournament. Uh, I think that's your heart talking. Your, <laughs> you think? Well, in a two out of three set, too, he's more likely to lose. But I, Djokovic, I will say, has his number on clay the last few times they've played. So I would worry about those two. But who well, would you pick him to lose? Let's, what individual matchup would you pick him to lose? I'll put it that way. On clay. Murray's not beating him on clay. Well, well I mean, Warrenka, he's got... Warrenka could. The first player, well, he the first player that he's going to play that's a clay court guy would be uh, Feliciano Lopez. Uh, yeah, and he he's, a, and he's a certain volleyer. He just sounds like he's good on clay, but he kind of does okay on every surface, but... Well, he probably grew up on it, though, too. So, right. And he knows, you know, they they played each other a billion times and all throughout their lives, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I think Nadal's um, lost, like, one match in his career against a Spaniard. Nice. So I like his chances in that match. I don't know. I, it, it's just that I'm worried about what condition he's in. We right. just don't know. And we just don't know what the grind of a clay court match is going to be. Well, and, and what I worry about, too, is he will play every clay court lead up and then go into the fringe. And be broke. Right. And, that's broke what I'm worried. and then have to play five sets. You know, Maybe he won't. Maybe right. Roger called him and said, hey, hola. <laughs> let's um, alternate tournaments. Oh, yeah. let's or, or just, hey, do what I'm doing. Right. Chill. Relax. I don't well, think he will on clay, though. I think he'll play everything. I hope not. I think it's better for him if he doesn't. But, I agree. But I think he will. And he might be exhausted by the time the French gets here. All right, so let's go to the top. Andrew. Andrew Murray. What are we going to do here? What's Andy going to do? <laughs> I'm going to say he's out before the quarters. Or out by the quarters, I'll put it that way. So he'll lose in the round of 16. Or earlier. Or earlier. <laughs> this first round or second round. So he, he's already he's got to buy to the second round for some unknown reason. <laughs> I, it, yeah, I agree with you. This is so stupid. It's a, it's a 1,000 event. Why should he play one less match than everybody else? Well, and what I want to know is how do the points work in that? Like he gets, if he loses first round, he gets no points, right? I don't know. I mean, he didn't win, so why would he get points? I don't know. But as someone who's in the second round, the same round as him, gets points. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. And people aren't going to come to people would come to those tournaments the first day if all those guys were playing too. Oh, uh, who knows? They might anyway. But uh, especially at Monte Carlo's, right. I bet. Yeah. So his first matchup will either be through uh, uh, Gilles Mueller and Tommy Robredo play in the first round, and the winner of that plays him. Right. So Tommy Robredo's back. Guess he had a protected ranking situation. Was he injured or something? Yeah, he was. So he, yeah, that's. Good. I wouldn't have known that abbreviation, but I'm glad you did. Uh-huh. But yes, he is obviously a clay court specialist. So you, well, so that's a tricky match. And if he gets through whoever that that winner is, he'll play a final uh Cole Schreiber or Ramos Vignoles from earlier you mentioned. Or yeah, Ramos right. I think well, there's other players there, but yeah. they're qualifiers and when well, he's a 15 seed, so and on clay again, that's got to be his preferred surface. So that's two clay court opponents he could play back to back, right? So that to me, that's both Tougher. of those are losable, right? Because they're going to play it the right way, right? And play long, long points, and, and, and if make he's him suffer back from injury. Then 
you know, he well, doesn't want to play those. And if Cole Schreiber, Cole Schreiber makes it, I mean, he just made it to the finals of the Morocco. Uh, right. Hey, have you ever been to America? <laughs> uh, he just made it to the finals of that tournament. So uh, it's not like he can't play on clay. Granted, it was a 250 right. and nobody was there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I played a match in the main draw, but <laughs> I did okay. Yeah. Uh, so you feel like he's out early. Right. So then we scooch on down. We've got somebody like Burditch, and he could bomb his way through a section. He's got Benoit Pair. <laughs> Can, or, we, can we just talk about Tommy Haas for a oh second? Oh, my God. Tommy Haas, what are you doing? So, so he was the tournament director of Indian Wells, and he's played like three tournaments since then. Good for him. That's so, that's so strange to me. Good for him. Got to have that cash. Got to make that money. Isn't that a conflict of interest somehow? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, well, you're not supposed to sell like, wild cards, but I'm sure <laughs> he gave a little wink and a nod and said, hey, get me in Monte Carlo. I got a house well, there. And like, He's not going to let somebody have an injury timeout because he's going to play him in the next tournament. I mean, something. <laughs> oh, I see it's, what you're saying. It's right. very strange to me to have a current player as a tournament director. So, so that's so. I, I feel like uh, I think I, I feel like Benoit Pair will get past uh, Haas. Oh, absolutely. And then I think he'll get past um, Burdich if Burdich moves through. Yeah. On clay, and then um, and then he would be the quarterfinal opponent for Murray if he made it. But right. you don't think he'll make it that far. That would be the farthest I would call. Although I do think he would beat Pear or Burdich. So if he makes it that far, then he can go all the way to the finals. But I just see him losing early, kind of right. getting his feet wet, and then right being a little stronger next tournament, which what is probably all he cares about. What about Awarinka? He's the three <laughs> seed, and of course he has a bye. So he, he's going to play Misha Zverev or uh, Yuri Vesely. He would destroy probably but either of those. Both of them, I would yeah. think so generally. Well, just on clay as well, because neither of those guys are clay quarters. And Warinka, to me, though, is so strange. He can't seem to win a minor. The, the smaller the tournament, the less he wins. <laughs> uh, but if he makes it, another one, if he makes it to the semis, he's probably the favorite to win the tournament. But he more than likely will lose the first couple rounds. All right, so a couple more seeded players. Joe Willie or Grigor Dimitrov. How do you think those two guys will do? And I don't think Grigar is going to do well. No, neither Although, of those guys. He's gotten, he's uh, he's waiting on the winner of a wild card and a qualifier. So that's <laughs> got to be in his favor to make it at least to the third round because again he's got a buy. Right. Um, but after that, he's going to meet Batista Agu. I think he's finished. Yes, I would agree with that. Um. Yeah, not to beat a dead horse. So you get a bye, and then you play a winner of a wild card and a qualifier. Why don't they just let you in the round of 16 right off the bat? <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> Those people work very hard to get uh, to where they are to earn that wild right. card. Even though, by the way, I've had a wild card in a tournament before. And he uh, earned it. He worked hard for that. I did not work that hard for that. Um, gave it to myself, quite frankly. <laughs> um, I was running the tournament, <laughs> you, to be honest you with sure you. sure you want this recorded? Yes, I do. I'm proud of it. So I see one American in the draw, which uh, is Ryan Harrison. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <sighs> Going to get to that. <laughs> well, that's the only American I've seen in the draw. Yeah, I believe he is the only American. What, where is where are Sock and Johnson and all these guys that have been doing all these tournaments? King of the two fifties, baby. <laughs> King of the two fifties. Um, I don't know. Did they get in? I'm skipping Monte Carlo to play Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I got to save myself. Right. So I'm going down to H Town to cook. So anyway, so there you have it. I think uh, who's going to win it then out of those anybody are those players we mentioned in, in, in any of those guys or is there going to be some like uh, Bautista Agu or somebody like that that's going to 
I'm going to pick with my heart, as you say, oh and I'll go God, with Nadal. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but I really don't want him to play Djokovic. I will say that. Yeah. Although, I mean, he doesn't care about tennis anymore. That's right. Oh, you do have a Fonini Carreno Busta first round. That's, That's going to uh, be. Fabio always gets a tough first round. Right. You're like, right. even, I mean, that's. Even when he was the higher ranked player or the seated player, right. he would still get the 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 best unseated player ever. Um he must not be very well liked. That's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a tough one for him. Yeah, and the winner of that then has to play Djokovic two rounds later if they make it that far. So that it's a pretty tough draw. Yeah. Oh, who am I gonna pick? What are we putting on this? I can't gamble though. I'm an NCAA coach. <laughs> uh it's illegal. Um put me on the spot. See. You got Nadal. Oh, my God. I'm not picking Ryan Harrison. I want to. <laughs> You've got Cuevas. All right, last time I picked Wadrinka, he burned me. Um, but I'm going to pick him again. Scott, I think we're one and one in predictions here, so this is the, the decider. Oh, goodness. All right, so there we go. So um, if that goes down the way uh, I think it goes down, you're going to owe me. No, I, I don't know. I can't <laughs> So did bet. you stay with Wadrinka? Yeah, we're going with Wawrinka. All right. That's a pitiful pick, but what I mean, what are you going to do? I would love to see Nadal Wawrinka on clay, but yeah, that seems to happen that often. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I just, I, I would, I mean, listen, your heart is picking it, but mine is too. I'd right. like to see, I'd like to see um, Nadal get through and look. I mean, he's not going to look like he looked, for God's sakes. I mean, he's older, but he to look like the old clay court player that he was. So. Right. Now, my next question is, do you want to do predictions on the women's tournament this week? I was thinking the same thing. Let's do it. <laughs> Have you ever been to Zhengzhou, China? <laughs> no? Okay. Me either. First stop, Marrakesh. Second st- stop, Zhengzhou. Yes. I'd like to call in if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> um, oh, Chinese listeners where they don't allow, they're not allowed to have internet. I'm trying to see if there's not an American in there. There's a Greece player from Greece. But yeah, that's a... I mean... The number one seed's forty in the world, so I dare call it a shit show. But it's uh, but yeah, it's uh, I'm the, not going to bring the total on that. the total financial commitment is one hundred and fifteen thousand for that tournament. <laughs> so they don't want to compete. I mean, you know, why would they want to have their big tournament? You know, they've got theirs coming up in Stuttgart next. Right. So, um, so that'll anyway. be a rest week for the ladies, and they'll come back, and then we'll yeah, make this is their Houston week, basically. <laughs> so, have you been to Marrakesh? Right. Uh, I bet you they wouldn't go to Marrakesh. No. So, um, guess what? What? Oh, my God. So, we don't have our girl here today. Right. And I'm not sure if this is true. This may be a little stalkery. I'm not sure. But I was looking <laughs> at our I was looking at our podcast downloads, and right. we're just, you know, number one across Killing the board it. in every category, of course. But I've got this new software. I don't even know what, it, I don't even know what, the, what it's called, like what right. it is. But it's something new that kind of hosts and runs our podcast situation. We're still in MZ Studios, of course. Right. But uh, but the back end stuff's a whole different come uh, situation, and it and it does your stats and breaks it down and everything. Over, I think like fifty four percent of our listeners are in Texas, oh, as you I, might imagine. I thought you were going to say female. No. <laughs> no, I wish. So we got a big high percentage in California right. as well, because I guess it can do all that. It's amazing. I'm old. This is all amazing <laughs> to me. So then it's got a big pie chart 
Right. And it lists also outside the country. That's something we can relate to more pie charts we can read. We have international listeners. Well, of course. We have two in Canada. Now, you might not care (laughs) until I tell you who I hope it is. Yes. Do you think it's Eugenie Bouchard? I'm sure. Oh, my God. I hope so. Eugenie, if you're listening, call in, please. (laughs) Well, she's never still in the tournament, so she's got a lot of free time. I didn't say that, this dirty bastard. Uh, He will not talk. I will not let him talk bad about you. Um, Yeah, so we've got two listeners in in Canada, and I'm hoping one of them is Eugenie, and the other one's probably her boyfriend. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if she has a boyfriend or not. He he turned her on to the podcast. Is she married? I don't know. What is she? I I don't know. She's single. All right, so she's listening. You're telling me Um, there's a chance. No, there's not, because I'm married. Um, Besides that. But my wife won't even let me uh, get a motorcycle, so I'm pretty sure Eugenie's (laughs) out of the question. I was going to make a ride joke, but please don't. Please don't. Uh, I'd be dead by now if I had a motorcycle. (laughs) And if if we have a child, so that's the only reason she gets veto power. I thought you were going to say that's the only reason she cares. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. If, If I was single, she'd be like, yeah, here. (laughs) <laughs> Get, right. I bought you a motorcycle. Yeah. Here's a couple beers. Enjoy. <laughs> it's raining outside. That's ah, all right. You'll be you'll be fine. Yes. Um. I hear the speed limit got moved up to 180. <laughs> I'm driving to Marrakesh. I'm driving to Marrakesh. Um. So yeah. So that's the big news of the podcast. Is that uh, I'm just gonna call it. Eugenie is our biggest fan. I'm just calling it. Right. I've got evidence. And we are the biggest tennis podcast in Canada. What is the population of Canada? Is it like 19? <laughs> Because if it's 19, there's a pretty good chance she's listening if it's her. Right. I mean, there's two out of 19. Yeah. Like 10%. In Canada. I don't know. Yeah. Close. (laughs) A little bit. Maybe there's 20. It's going to make it even, so I understand the math. Yes. All right. Well, uh, that's the podcast. You think any great uh, light was shed on uh, tennis today? Absolutely. We learned that Marrakesh and Jingzhou are the places to go for a cheap tennis ticket. So I say we get into some trouble next week. All right. We'll talk a little public tennis and try to save this game of ours. Yeah. All right. I think we may have a guest in next week, and uh, we're going to try to stir it up a little bit. Uh, so until uh, until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Savannah, thanks for uh, sitting this revolution out. And Corey, good to see you. You too. All right. See you all next week. Bye, guys.